think if you're going to invest in a graduate program, you should have a sense of what is the outcome you're hoping for. So if it means that you start to think about careers that are interesting to you and talk to people who have those careers first so that you see if it's a good match before you go back to graduate school. I think I, I just think collecting information and you don't have to have an exact idea of like, if I do this grad program, here's the exact job I want. But I think it's really critical to have a, at least a fairly good idea of how you think this grad program will advance your career based on some of the specific career goals you have. A lot of people are reassessing their careers. And for some, that includes graduate school. And while grad school means time and money, it can be worth it. But how do you know if grad school is the right move for you? Hi, this is Diana Burnell O'Leary with Job Talk Weekly. Today, I speak with Suzanne Alcantara, who heads up career development at the USC Annenberg School for Communication and Journalism. Suzanne helps us think about the many factors to consider and whether it's ever too late to go back. Let's jump in. Hey, Suzanne, welcome to Job Talk Weekly. Thanks for having me, Diana. It's great to be here. Well, we want to talk about graduate school, and you're going to be a perfect person to shed some light on this because I feel like a lot of people look to graduate school for different reasons. And in today's very unpredictable job market, you must be hearing from a lot of different students. So can you speak broadly about the themes or the conversations that you're having with people about why they're going back to graduate school now? Yeah, uh, you're absolutely right. The conversations about graduate school have certainly accelerated in the last few years, as they usually do when there are significant shifts in the economy. And and we have seen here at the Annenberg School um, tremendous growth in our grad programs. I think maybe even I would say record growth across all of our grad programs. And students are coming to us from different points in their career. But one of the things they've certainly considered you know, a year or so ago when the economy was unstable was this was a time to pause and perhaps upskill, reskill, um, get more hard skills in the industries, uh, rather in the graduate programs that we have here at Annenberg. Yeah. And actually, if you are in the more junior level, taking a break now, if you want to take a break and go to school full time, is probably not such a bad idea versus 10 years later when you are making more money. So let's talk to the people who are less than five years from their Mm -hmm. undergraduate degree. What types of thought process have you seen or what, what should people at that stage of their career really consider? And I think you're right. I think if you are recently have have recently graduated from your undergrad program, you're sort of already in the school mindset. And so that transition is a little bit easier. I think one of the things I would absolutely highlight is that anyone looking for a graduate program, be aware of scholarships and make sure that they're not only aware of scholarships, but as they're looking at the admissions timeline, making sure that they're applying for as many scholarships as they can find. I think that's one sort of little secret about grad school is that there is money to be found to pay for it. Um, But you just have to do a little bit of detective work and ask the right questions. And so I think that's critical because graduate school is a significant investment of resources, both your time and your finances. And if there are scholarship opportunities for you to be eligible for, you should make sure that you are aware of them. 
I think that's a great point. And I think it's okay to have a little bit of work experience under your belt before you go to graduate school. I mean, sometimes I think of kids who want to keep that train going. Like you said, they're already in the study mentality. They think they'll just go from one program to another. And I think for certain careers, that is essential. Like I think of a master's in social work. You know, you need the MSW. So you have to go out there and get your graduate degree. But I think for some students, it's actually a good idea to get some work experience, then you're a better candidate and you're a better student in the program. That's exactly right. Well, exactly. And I, and I think that's that's an important distinction. So there are some graduate programs where you can more seamlessly continue on your trajectory right after your undergrad. And there are other programs exactly right. I mean, I think the MBA is one of these. We have a master's in communication management. I think if you're studying management, you're studying leadership, to the extent that you have experience in the workforce that you can lean into as you're learning, you know, these skills in class, I think helps tie it all together in, diff- in you know, more profound ways. And I think that's valuable. I mean, I, I hear from people sometimes, one of the biggest questions actually I get is, is it too late? You know, is it too late to change careers? Is it too late to go back to graduate school? And I I hope the answer is no, it's never too late, because if you're a lifelong learner and you're going to get something out of the program and it's the right program for you, then it makes sense. But talk to us a little bit about then about the people who are maybe in their 30s and almost 40, maybe when they're considering graduate school. Yeah. Well, I do agree with you. I I think it's never too late. I think we should all be lifelong learners. And I think learning new things keeps your brain fresh and keeps you invigorated in your work. So I I agree with you that I think it's never too late. And that's really how I would think about it. Somebody in their 30s and 40s, you're right. You have to look at it from a different perspective, because by that point in your career, you may have more financial obligations. You may have a family and, you know, you're balancing things where it's, I would say it's harder to, to take more risks is maybe the way that I would frame it. And so thinking about it in that way, you would look at grad school very, you know, very carefully in that what is the job placement? What types of jobs can can you imagine or excuse me, can you expect to get from this degree? And, you know, schools should be able to provide that. So, you know, potential grad students should be looking at that. You should be looking at the faculty and what who are the faculty in these programs? What is their expertise? I think it's important. And again, you know, speaking from professional schools, certainly if you were looking at a liberal arts graduate program, you might be looking at faculty and the research they do, which certainly is part of um, a professional school as well. But I think it's important to understand what are the professional backgrounds of faculty? What is the curriculum? And, you know, the curriculum, uh, how often is the curriculum refreshed? You know, how often are schools talking to their industry partners to really understand the skill sets that are needed in those businesses? Well, and I think something that we always talk about when it comes to the Trojan family is that extraordinary network, Um, whether it's USC or whatever grad program you go to, that now you have opened up a whole new door of faculty and and other um, classmate connections and people. And I think the strength of those programs is something that our candidates should be looking for. So what are some of the things that when you, you know, when you tell people to sort of match up, you mean, how can they sort of assess whether or not that grad program is a good fit for them. Yeah, it is. A, it is a really, really important point to think about the classmates that you will, be, you know, meet in these programs will become your professional peers and sort of the value of meeting them as they're in this grad program. You know, I, I think there's a variety of grad programs, even doctoral programs at USC that are geared 
towards working professionals. And so if you think about being a student in those programs, you, you know, think broadly about the types of other types of people who would be your classmates, who certainly may be potential um, colleagues in the future and could be open doors for, for employment in their companies. So I think that's a really, really important point. I'd also say, I mean, really, I think research is really key. You know, all grad programs will allow you to go to open houses, will allow you to sit in my classes, will allow you to interact with the faculty. I think all of that is critical as you're making such an important decision. And that's why I wanted to talk to you, Suzanne, not on the admission side, but on the career development side, because then you become the matchmaker, right? You know, you see our students going off and, and entering into new careers, whether they want to enhance the type of job that they're working in and in their industry and field, or if they want to pivot to something really different, because sometimes people are afraid to make a change because they don't want to have wasted their first five or 10 years in the office. And I, I tell them that's not the case. You know, you have transferable skills that you can apply. And then you, through your graduate program, they help you polish those things and help you present them in a whole new way. That's exactly right. I mean, I think you can never undervalue the life skills you have from being in the workplace. And so many skills are transferable. You know, one of the number one skills that employers are looking for are communication skills. And we learn them through so many aspects of our life, both our jobs, our volunteer opportunities, you know, anything else we're involved in. And so I think coming to graduate school, then you get very specific skill sets, depending on the graduate program that you have picked. And I think at the graduate level, faculty are very intentional in designing course syllabi that are project-based, that are research-based, that are really aligned with the industries of practice um, for which the students would um, find themselves in after they finish. I'm so glad you opened the door right here to the curriculum because uh, there are some of us who took college classes in a classroom with books Mm -hmm. and did not do the digital experience. So if you've got... Yes, I know one of those people very well. (laughs) (laughs) We're out there. And we, you know, um, there are a lot of young people who also still went through college and got a four-year degree on campus. But now there are so many programs that are online. So can you speak a little bit about the online graduate experience so people know that it's more robust, that there's a community, that they they connect in a different way than just looking at a Zoom screen? Yeah. And it's, and I, it's really interesting. I've thought about this a lot during the pandemic, because I think before the pandemic, you'd be hard pressed to find, you know, you would not find as many people who are comfortable with the technology tools of Zoom and Teams and Skype and all these these uh, digital platforms we've been using. So I, I think by virtue of being forced into it from so much of the work that we're doing, I think there's a level of comfort. But I would also say there's a point to which, as you think about going back to a graduate program in your 30s or 40s, that you have to own and get comfortable with the uncomfortable, right? I mean, it's, you know, I, at the moment, I am doing a professional development course that's on a um, proprietary online platform, so different from any that I've used in the last few years. And I have moments of frustration that it takes me a little longer than probably someone younger than me to figure it out. But ultimately, you do. And and I guess back to your point, some of these platforms are really... Um, they're nimble, they allow breakout groups, they allow more conversation. So it does feel less like a static sort of screen of lecture and more of an opportunity to in fact be in small conversations with people as you would be in a classroom. 
And then your network gets a little bit bigger because if you are all online, depending upon the program, of course, then right. maybe you do make connections in Chicago or Houston or wherever. Precisely. Other, yeah. Yeah. So it's not just local. And that, that's, I think, is one of the upsides. And I think not only have we gotten more comfortable with the technology, but then the technology has gotten better and the programs have gotten better. So even in just the last two years from everyone I'm talking to, right, it's just a more productive experience because now we're a little bit more comfortable with it too. So talk to me a little bit about some of the corporations that you're talking to or that you're seeing coming to campus. I mean, what are some of the themes of the companies that are hiring from graduate programs? And I know it can be really specific, but just, you know, any of your thoughts on what you're hearing right now? Well, you know, one of the things that I, the through line that I want to continue here, as we were talking about having to get used to online education and, and that being uncomfortable sometimes, is what I'm hearing from our communities of practice, and this would be marketing and advertising and technology, and the list goes on, is many of them are now looking to the future of work in a hybrid modality. And so that means, you know, online is going to be part of the work um, the work that we're doing. And so to the extent that you do an online degree program and get familiar with those tools and sort of, frankly, the way of keeping and maintaining relationships will serve you because I think a lot of people in the workforce right now um, are going to be in hybrid modalities and they're going to have to figure out how to make sure that they are visible and developing relationships with their bosses, with their colleagues uh, in a hybrid modality. But So I think that's one of the things that employers are sharing with us is just the actual workplace and where work is going to get done and how is changing dramatically across a variety of industries. Oh, yeah. Uh, the other thing, new, yeah, right? I was going to yeah. say it's a whole new field. If you search the future it of is. work, it's its own it's its own field and industry. And there are chief remote officer jobs. Yes. Well, it, it, you're exactly right. When you see job postings right now, you'll see, you know, um, uh, uh, geography optional. Or there was some really, I can't remember the exact phrase, but I loved it. It was like location optional. So that's a whole new way of thinking about the world of work that you can be in a state in a city and perhaps working for a company that is in a different state or city and for that reason it really opens up um, opportunities for for potential employees in ways that it hadn't before and similarly for employees excuse me for employers who are looking for talent well, and that's an interesting conversation then about how an online program can help you get comfortable if you're not mm-hmm. really tech savvy. If today your job hasn't really been so much in the technology, you might want to even consider an online program as a safe space to explore because you'll have resources, <laughs> you'll have tech support, you'll have people helping you, and it's okay, and your employer doesn't need to know. <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, I, I very much would view it that way as an intermediary to what might perhaps be a, you know, if you're looking to make a shift in industry in your job, uh, which might include more remote and technology incorporated into your daily work, the online um, master's programs, you're right, This I like the safe space idea, you're exactly right, like you can, you can tell your teacher you need help, you can tell the tech support you need help in ways that you might not want to be as open to your, your supervisor about. Yeah, right, exactly. So do you have any particular success stories of someone who came with one really different background and ended up doing something entirely different? Just give us one mm-hmm. example of someone who just really shows as an example of what's possible. Oh, gosh, that's such a good question. I know. I should have given you more notice to think about it. Sorry. (laughs) Well, well, no. And I mean, I think it's really interesting. And I think about we have a master's in journalism program. That's a nine month program. And it's really designed for students who did not pick journalism uh, as their undergrad degree. 
right? And mm. but uh, and so I can think of a particular student who was an English major and you know liked writing, but didn't have any understanding about sort of jur- the journalistic way of writing, how to find sources, you know, um, how to story tell in that way that was objective and facts based, and so. You know, they came to the master's program. You know, one of the things, again, about our master's programs, but in this specific example of journalism, you know, you learn the entire arc of storytelling and all the tools to tell it and how to tell the best story and be aware of different audiences. Um, and uh, and so they then use that to, you know, leverage it to then go and work in a media company that they were really interested in with this, you know, armed and confident with this whole toolkit of ways to tell a good story. Well, and you can develop your portfolio, come to think of it, whether it's journalism or media or even some of the projects. You know, I'm thinking of a person I'm working with right now on her LinkedIn account, and she had just completed a master's program. I said, okay, well, let's get that project that you worked on. Let's put that on LinkedIn. Let's at least give it a few highlights because even though she doesn't have the length of work experience um, that an employer might look for, she can speak to a very direct project that she worked on in her grad program. So you can use this to showcase. Yeah, and I think that that was, uh, you know, elaborating what I what I had said. I, what I think is so uh, amazing about the faculty in our grad programs is that they are creating project-based work, projects or thesis, but you know, specific about projects. So if you are creating a marketing campaign that you know is is based in your class, not an actual marketing campaign you're using the same skill set, you're using the same tools so that you can then showcase that school marketing campaign as an example of how you would think creatively if you were in the role and asked to do something similar. That is a great example of how to really put it to work. Okay, so final thoughts, Suzanne. Anything else that someone should be thinking about before thinking about a graduate program? The only thing I would say is that, you know, I think if you're going to invest in a graduate program, you should have a sense of what is the outcome you're hoping for. So if it means that you start to think about careers that are interesting to you and talk to people who have those careers first so that you see if it's a good match before you go back to graduate school, I think I I just think collecting information and you don't have to have an exact idea of like, if I do this grad program, here's the exact job I want. But I think it's really critical to have at least a fairly good idea of how you think this grad program will advance your career based on some of the specific career goals you have. Because then I think you can really be intentional in picking coursework that develops those skills. Yeah. And even though it is always helpful to have a grad degree in the workplace because you see so many job postings, Mm -hmm. say Mm -hmm. bachelor's require and master's preferred. So it is helpful when you're up for promotion. It is helpful for you when you're looking for new jobs. But do make sure that you're not getting it just to get it, that it is intentional and that it lines up and you can explain why you went back to grad school, why you paid all this money uh, or invested, Mm -hmm. you know, your time. You know, this is a year and a half, sometimes more of your time and time is money. Yes, exactly. Well, Suzanne, this has been so helpful. I really appreciate it. My pleasure. It was fun. Okay. I'll see you real soon. Take care. Thanks for listening to Job Talk Weekly. Leave us a review. Let us know what topics you want to hear. And we're always on socials on Instagram and Facebook, Job Talk Weekly, and our website, jobtalkweekly.com. See you next time.